You are listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Irina Ibi is a singer-songwriter currently based in London. Her nostalgic alternative rock sound can be heard on her new EP, Blue Forever. My name is Irina and I'm originally Romanian, but I grew up in Brussels. Yeah, I would say I listen to a lot of different things, but maybe like my main influences and the artists that I I listen to the most would probably be Taylor Swift, 21 Pilots and Fall Out Boy and My Chemical Romance and, you know, those kind of alternative rock pop punk bands. I like that genre of music the most, I would say. But then I also really like Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo as well. Yeah, there's a lot of Olivia on your your new EP, I think. Yeah, I actually get that a lot, um, which I think is interesting because uh, when I actually wrote these songs and recorded them, I wasn't really a fan. And then I actually discovered her after I had already made the songs. And I was like, oh, we're kind of similar, but I didn't know her before. Yeah. So did you start songwriting when you were young as well, or did that come later? So I started writing songs when I was around 13, 14. But I only started doing it properly when I was around 18. I started with piano and I did a couple of lessons, but I actually am mainly self-taught. And then when I was around 16, 17, I started learning guitar as well. When did you start releasing songs? Is your first EP, was that like your first body of work you released? Or some people have, you know, their demos that they released on SoundCloud before it or something like that. So I had released a few songs on SoundCloud when I was around 17 or 18, like in my last year of high school. But then I released my first single on Spotify in 2018, like at the end of 2018. And that was kind of leading up to my first EP, which is, I guess, my first proper body of work. Like it's the first one that I really count, I guess. made you decide that those songs were the ones that you wanted to introduce to the world? That's a good question because when I was trying to narrow it down to just four songs I think it was quite tricky because I had written a lot more than that. I kind of wanted for that first EP to kind of include a song that tells a different side of me like I wanted to kind of in a way introduce people to me and to what I want to do as an artist and my message so I kind of tried to pick out one song that talks about mental health and then one song that talks about like relationships and breakups and stuff like that and then one song that kind of talks about growing up and just being a young girl a young woman kind of thing yeah and then another song about growing up lonely <laughs> I guess um yeah so I just I just tried to include songs that painted a whole picture like a bigger picture I can definitely relate and with those story differences within the lyrical side of things they're also very instrumentally distinct and that's what I tried to do on my first and only real original EP I wanted to show like each song a different genre side of me it's always good 
to write more than you release? And I know you're you're something of a songwriting machine, right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, I've written a lot of songs. Yeah. And, and it's really hard to narrow down what are the ones that I should release. Yeah, exactly. So what is your songwriting process then? I wouldn't say it's exactly the same for every song I've written. I guess for most of them, or like a large part of them, because they're quite inspired by either my life or just like, if it's not my life, then, you know, the life of someone close to me or, you know, something I've witnessed, stuff like that. So it's, it is at the end of the day, very personal. I would write down my emotions sort of, or like my thoughts about, you know, whatever the incident is or the thought or the feeling. And then I would sit down either, you know, with my guitar or with my piano and just kind of find, you know, a melody, like a catchy melody, you know, something that kind of matches the lyrics as well. Um, and yeah, I kind of, I, I guess I write the melody and the lyrics kind of at the same time. Like I'll write a bit of the lyrics and a bit of the melody, then kind of fill that in with more lyrics and so on. I also have songs that are not at all related to me as well. It is very much the same process at the end of the day, I think. I think I just write the melody and the lyrics kind of at the same time and they kind of just complement each other. So how did you get from Romania to Brussels to London? What was that journey like? I was born in Romania and my family is Romanian, but when I was around four, I moved to Brussels uh, with my mom because, you know, she just like, she found a good job there and took me with her kind of thing. I grew up in Brussels and I've been going to international schools. so. I've always been around, I guess, English speakers and, you know, British people, American people, like a very international environment, let's say. And since, you know, my education was in English and all of my friends were English speakers and everything, like the kind of natural progression after school was to move to an English speaking country. Like it's kind of what made sense to me. And yeah, I think I've always wanted to go to London. Like even when I was a kid, I had this kind of, you know, fantasy in my head, like, oh, I'm going to go to London and it's going to be great. It's this big city full of opportunities and whatever. So um, yeah, I ended up here. I mean, I definitely think this past year has been really nice um, since I've been studying music. And I think overall, I've been around more like-minded people than I was before. So yeah, this past year has definitely been really nice. I think my first three years weren't as nice but i think that wasn't necessarily because of the city it was more the environment i was in the pandemic um and yeah just being around people that are not for you kind of makes you feel weird about a place but it's not the place it's just the environment you're in you know when did you start gigging i've done gigs uh mainly acoustic gigs so it'd be me and my guitar and yeah next week i've got my first gig with a band which is quite exciting and so what made you want to change from this more singer-songwriter style of your first EP to a more pop sound for your second? Um, yeah, so the reason I did that was because I really wanted to put out a record that was kind of inspired by one of my favorite albums of all time, uh, which is Vessel by Tony One Pilots. And I think for you and me, I really wanted to go for that kind of electro-pop, alt-pop vibe that's also very present in a lot of songs on Vessel. So I think that's kind of why I did that.
When you're in the songwriting process for something like that, do you have that final outcome in mind? Lately, I've been doing that more, but I think at that point in time, I wasn't really doing that. I was kind of just writing the song, and then after I had written it, I was like, oh, I want it to be, you know, in this genre.、Um, but I didn't have that in mind as I was writing it. Is there a central theme or something to Blue Forever? Yeah, so with Blue Forever, I originally wanted it to be an album. Actually, I had 13 tracks for it, but then I just kind of decided against that. I was like, I'm not sure if it's the point in my career I, where I want to release an album. So I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna kind of cut it in half and just choose my favorite songs from the 13. There is kind of a theme, like it's it's obviously a very dark. EP, I think it's a very dark project, and it kind of talks about different sides to essentially sadness and feeling like you're not worthy, or just like being melancholic, or you know, it just kind of deals with a lot of negative human emotions. But yeah, I think that's kind of the overall theme of it. Focus more on the rock sound. So, if it didn't come from Olivia Rodrigo, what were your inspirations instrumentally? There's definitely a bit of like Green Day in there, I would say, and there's a bit of My Chemical Romance and Radiohead as well. Yeah, I think it depends on the songs. Like, I guess the more pop punky sounding ones、uh, were very much influenced by Green Day and Blink 182 and all that, and then the more slow rock ones were more. Radiohead and My Chemical Romance inspired. With this EP, I also visually kind of wanted to show this—I don't know—nineties, two thousands vibe. You know, I had the whole like bright red hair thing, and just like a lot of the looks and the vibe in the music video for Globe that I'm going to release as well. Like it's very nineties, two thousands pop rock. And I like how you keep all the songs sonically consistent like that. Because, like I said, the first EP has a very distinct style, and so does the second. This is—they're all very different, and you get to see your evolution as a songwriter, and just the production goes along with that. So I'm interested to see what the next side will be. Yeah, no, for sure. I think、um, I think it's partly because I listen to so many different artists and so many different genres that I'm like, oh, I want to make this, and now I want to do this, and next I want to do that. You know. So the first single you released for this one was Globe. Why was Globe the first one? You were like, oh, people need to hear this first. When I wrote all the songs for this EP slash album, because it was gonna be an album,、um, Globe was always the one that really stood out to me because I was like, this song kind of encapsulates and kind of talks about the whole like collection of feelings that are present in this EP. I was like, this one kind of sums it up on an emotional level for me. To me, it just has that single potential. Like, just intuitively, I was like, "Yeah, this is the one that's going to be the lead single." January, I think, is my favorite because I, I really like just like the main hook, the riff of it.、It's, I just love that. It takes me back to like that 2000s pop rock vibe. Thanks.、Um, it's one of my personal favorites as well from the EP. I've、um, shown it before releasing it to a couple of friends and. The feedback was consistently like, "Oh, this reminds me of early 2000s." And, yeah, so I guess it, it does a good job of doing that. <laughs>
then the second single was Stupid. So for Stupid, yeah, I wrote it in January 2021. And I guess it's just kind of about that feeling where, as I was saying before, like I think when you're with people that maybe don't understand you, or people that you know you're not really compatible with like there tend to be a lot of tensions and a lot of disagreements and um, I think I was in a period of my life where I was around a lot of people that I didn't feel like got me and people that maybe would say bad things about me or people that just would misunderstand me and I kind of took that as a reflection of me and I was like oh is that true like am I stupid am I this am I that I guess that was kind of the inspiration behind that song. So yeah, it was definitely written at a very low point, I guess. Another one of my favorites is Not Enough because it, it feels like an album close or an EP closer because I, I like songs that sound like conclusions in a way. That one especially, it, it has a very distinct progression in the instrumental. And you do something, you like tease the chorus very briefly. And I, I really like that because I like it when a chorus is earned. I guess going into the studio when I was recording it, I didn't have in mind that I was going to do that. I initially thought, okay, I'm going to you know, use kind of lighter instrumentals for the verses and then something heavier for the choruses and that's kind of that. But then as I was going in, as, as we were recording it, me and my producer, we just thought that would be really interesting to add, as you said, to kind of tease the chorus rather than just have the same thing over and over again. I just wave my stupid flag Use it as some dumb excuse to try to go to you and I Oh, but I'm stuck, caught in the trap, and I'm not enough. What was the hardest part about putting the CP together? I think in terms of the production, I did kind of spend a lot of time trying to find the right producer for me. Because I think with, with collaborations, like it's great to collaborate with people, but you know, people have different visions. And I think because of that, like, it's important to find someone that understands like, okay, this is the vision I have for this song and this is where I want to take it. So I spent quite a lot of time finding the producer that I collaborated with. Uh, but once I did, things went pretty smoothly from there, I would say. In terms of the songwriting, I wouldn't say it was particularly challenging. Um, I would say like I wrote most of the songs quite quickly, which is actually how I would say I write most of my best songs. Like I would say, a lot of my best songs, I just kind of write them on the spot and it doesn't really take a lot of time. And then usually for the songs where I do take longer to write, like I end up not putting them out anyway. Are we going to hear the other half of this album at some point? I'm not entirely sure. You know, I did kind of think about releasing something in the future, kind of like Taylor Swift did with Midnight's, I guess, like releasing something like an album or an EP in the future with discarded tracks from like previous EPs. I'm not really sure if I want to do that and if I do it, it will be far into the future because right now there's just a lot of other songs and other projects that I'm excited to work on that are not related to Blue Forever and uh, I kind of want to focus on those for the time being. Are you going to be experimenting in any new sounds or genres or are you kind of comfortable where you are? 
I would say in terms of the genre, Blue Forever is probably the closest to what I'm comfortable doing at the moment. Like I definitely enjoyed making my first two EPs, but I'd say I'm kind of not in, I don't know, not in my pop era anymore, to put it that way. I'd say I'm quite comfortable doing more rocky stuff. So yeah, I think in the future, like I'll probably stick to what I'm doing right now or take it even further in that direction. Well, whatever it is, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Thanks. Links to Arena's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of Hi5 Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed, or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at Hi5 Music. And you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening. How could you move on like that? And being in love with me is tough.